Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. In-depth conversations. Matchup breakdown. Analysts on every game. Everything a Steelers fan could want. This is Fourth Down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap. Your defense in Pittsburgh is being paid more than any defense in the league. T.J. Watt's back. Mickey Fitzpatrick says, appendix be damned, don't need that thing, I'll play. No excuses. None. Six plays of 21 or more yards. Some guy named Samanjay Pirine has three touchdowns. Some guy that looks like he should be singing for train scores a touchdown. Nobody went even to Stanford, heard of. by the way. Really did, good guy. Yeah. That, that long-haired guy. Yeah, he did. He went to Stanford. He was good. He went to Stanford? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He looks like a trailer park boy. Yeah, he was good. He was good. They, Like you pointed out, they had six players with catches of 21 yards or more. And their big dog didn't even play. Think of that. And Joe Mixon got hurt, too. I right. mean, you're without your two best, probably, offensive weapons or the guys that are going to touch the ball the most on that offense, not named Joe Burrow. And they put up 37 points over 400 yards, 8.4 yards per completion. They absolutely sliced the Steelers up. And that offensive line had given up 30 sacks coming in. You're at home. You've got T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward, and Alex Highsmith. You get two friggin' sacks. I know people want to make it about Canada in the offense and Kenny Pickett in the offense, and I get that. But I have the ability in my little brain here, Colin, to say the offense stunk. But the defense is supposed to be – it's supposed to be dominant. Mike Tomlin's words, he expected this defense to be dominant, 
And he said this game was like a playoff game. Well, you know what? At least he got that right because the Steelers gave up well, over 30 points at home. For, there's a three things that I have. One, nobody wants to talk about this because everybody wants to rail on Canada. Miles Jack's been about as good as John Bostick. He sucks. He, he has not been good. He's been about as good as Schobert or John Bostick, honestly. So that's number one. Number two, I saw the Steelers' defensive staff get out-schemed in two ways. One, Karras in the way that he double-teamed Cam Hayward. Karras was the best player in the football field for my money last night. That's a good call. Decent stretch. He was a pickup. He was a guy the Steelers could have had. He doesn't make much more money than Mason Cole does. If you don't draft Kendrick Green and you don't get Mason Cole, you absolutely could have a guy like Karras who was out there on the on the scrap heap from uh, New England that was ap- absolutely anchored down the center of that football field and leveraged the whole center of the football field, and he worked double teams with both guards. That was one thing where the Steelers totally got out-schemed. They said, we'll see if T.J. Watt can get there around the end. What we're going to do is we're not going to let Cam Hayward beat us in the middle after he did one, one early play. Yep. They put the clamps on. So that was the second thing after Miles Jack's thinking. The third thing I saw, which was brilliance from the offensive staff, and you don't see this formation a whole lot, so as to not waste an eligible, they brought their halfback in behind the guard and used him in protection a lot. So they pretty much said, look, we're not running the ball. We're going to throw the football here. They put their quarterback in a pistol, put their halfback behind the guard. And what it did, it alleviated bringing a tight end or a receiver or a double tight end out of the formation as an eligible. And they said, well, our running back's not going to run it anyway. We might as well use him to block. And he was able to absolutely neutralize any sort of blitz from the linebackers that the Steelers had. He put um, Devin Bush on his wallet a couple times. It was a brilliant formation. It gave Burrow just enough time. And I give, I think it was 24 from the Bengals, 24 or 34. I give him a lot of credit for saying, we're still going to do what we do, and we're just going to lose the running back. We're really not going to lose an eligible out wide and doing it and set him off the guard. It was, it was a great piece of football coaching. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus yeah, and that is not supposed to happen. Not right. when Mike Tomlin's your head coach. Not when you've got well, Brian Well, not when Flores. you trade up as far as you trade up. Devin Bush is supposed to blow that guy up and put him on his well, ass. Well, there's that from a personnel standpoint. But the idea that you can't figure a way around it, I mean, to me, is just, it's unconscionable. Why is Brian Flores here if he's not going to be able to help make in-game adjustments? Terrell Austin, come on. Mike Tomlin, it's just not good enough. There's no excuses. It's one thing if T.J. Watt doesn't play. If T.J. Watt doesn't play and you give up 37 points to the Bengals, you know what I say? Okay, fine. I probably expected something like that. 
He's that big of a difference maker. I don't want to see anybody put up 30-plus all year against this defense. They're supposed to, as Mike Tomlin said, be dominant. But I'll also say this. You know, many people, including Andrew Filipponi at the fan and LaShawn McCoy, have said Kenny Pickett could be a Joe Burrow type. Boy. Boy. Can I see him be Andy Dalton first? I'm with you. I'm with you. And I realize that Joe Burrow is light years ahead of Kenny Pickett in terms of it being his third year in the league. But Joe Burrow was also significantly better as a rookie than Kenny was as a rookie. He went to the Super Bowl in year two. That guy, I have sold him short. I don't know if that's a great team. I think they've got really good offensive pieces. That guy is great. He is a legitimate star. He was making reads before the ball was snapped. He knew exactly where to go. And that's another reason why this pass rush was neutralized. But it wasn't neutralized in week one. I just thought anybody who's excusing the defensive performance because they want to focus more on the offense, you need to see the whole picture here. I agree. It was an awful, awful performance. And he doesn't have his – he didn't have his big dog receiver. I mean, think of that. He didn't have one of the most dynamic receivers in the game. I'm not here anymore for the – and I wasn't from the beginning – with this Pickett Burrow stuff. Pickett, first of all, for me, he's more like Tannehill than anyone. Second of all, he's got Good to reach call. Andy Dalton status first. And third, I think he'd do well to play as well as the car brother that's in Vegas right now. Like, let's Joe Burrow did something in his first full healthy year that people just don't do that aren't named Marino. I mean, he took his team to the Super Bowl in the, out of the AFC. I thought it was really telling when we talked to Cal Adamitis on the Fan Morning Show, Colin, and he was asked to compare Kenny Pickett and Joe Burrow, and he didn't mention a single thing that had to do with actually playing the game of football. It was all about the intangibles. Told me everything I needed to know. For now, at least. I am with you. I have one question for you, and then quick hitters. Let's do that next. Next. 